Dreams do not have a filter that your normal, polite, waking self puts up. Welcome to the hidden meaning of dreams with Sweet Georgia Pam. It does matter what the dreamer themselves associates with those things that come up in the dream. Spiritual director, dream expert, author, and educator, Sweet Georgia Pam is here to remind us that dreams are the answer. They're always with you. They know you better than you know yourself, and they're always trying to tell you the truth. There's some back and forth here between you and some awareness. And now your host, Melissa Carter. SweetGeorgiaPam.com is the website. We call it her hub. That is where you can find out all about Pam. You can subscribe to her beautiful newsletter. You can also get a free guide to help you remember your dreams. And that's what we're here about is dreaming. And so I am so excited now that we have grown to the point that we actually have a listener who is joining us on the podcast today. So Pam, I'm going to let, well, first of all, Pam, hi, love. How are you? Oh, hi. I'm good. Thanks. We, you and I, I are falling, right we're falling down on the priority list because we have a guest and we're both like tickled pink. I'm like taking on the Melissa role now, which the, the roles are reversed. Hey, Jen, this is Jen Baldwin. And Jen chimed up on TikTok with a comment where she just asked, like, do you ever unpack dreams on the show? with people. And I was like, oh, Jen wants to maybe come on the show. I should ask if she wants to be a guest. So I did. I reached out and Jen, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me. What I thought we would do is let's just start with maybe you tell me or us a little bit about dreams and what made you comment, where you are in your relationship with dreaming. We'll start there. I've been dreaming very heavily since I was probably in my teens and I never really process them well. You know, I, I, I always thought, well, they're just dreams and move along. And I, I was a busy teen and didn't think much of it. And then in my early twenties, I started getting dreams that were more like people would visit me that had crossed over or about to cross over. And um, my husband was very unnerved by that (laughs) because he didn't really believe in that kind of thing. And I I, I wouldn't say brushed it off, but I I took it more with a grain of salt and I didn't really know until my grandpa died. And I knew that night I woke up in the middle of the night and I knew that he had died. And my husband was like, I'm sure he's fine. And my mom called about five o'clock in the morning and said that he had passed. So Wow. I then started to take it a little more seriously. Mm-hmm. And um, since then, I've just been writing things down and trying to figure out if that has something to do with my daily life or is it something more on the wide scope of things, you know? I like the way that you said that more yeah. on the wide scope of things, right? I want to, first of all, kind of Well, first, I want to say hi to all of the listeners, and I want to kind of give you an understanding that this is really just like a one-on-one. So Jen and I, all of these questions that are coming up for me, I'm taking notes, jotting things down. I'm going to just throw these questions out, and we're just going to see where this conversation leads. I did ask Jen to bring a dream, so hopefully we'll get to like one maybe dream start to finish to unpack. But I just want to validate that experience for you. I went through sort of the same transition from dreams are just a normal process. They don't mean anything. They're just part of my sleeping. Thank goodness, you know, whatever. And then sort of transitioned the way that you did to, wait a minute, is there more to this? 
to mm-hmm. having experiences where I was like, oh no, there's more to this. Like, what don't I know? Well, um, they would get increasingly complex too, where I would feel like I was traveling all night. You know, I, I felt like, gosh, there's a lot to these dreams. And I'd wake up and I was pretty much tired. Like I'd just gotten off a flight or something. Um, and then I, I kind of started to lucid dream. And, and when I did that, I, I was looking for things to like read, you know, in my dream, in like dream. a letter or there was some kind of journal or signs or whatever. I would, you know, read them and, and try to remember exactly what they said. And most of the time I just got bits and pieces, but would wake up and, and definitely write it down. Yeah. Well, hi, new friend. I feel like <laughs> we have a lot to talk about. Yeah. Um, okay. So then the question becomes, how do you discern what is daily life content? What is a little bit more on the wider field? What's a little bit more meta? And then what do you do with all of that? Right. So let's go to one dream. If you brought one with you, let's yes. start there. And then we can use that as an example to kind of talk through how do you pick and choose? I'll tell you up front, my goal is to normalize the whole process okay? so that over time, you and people out there listening just accept that dreams have the capacity to drop us into those places and give us more information to fuel our lives. And some information is more potent and powerful than others. But if you're learning a new language... You don't pick and choose the important conversations or the important sentences to practice. You want right. to practice interpreting every word. So let's hear a dream. What'd you bring for us? I picked a dream that's a recurring dream, which I don't have many of, but right. this one I've had for the last 10 years. I've probably had it about five or six times. And I'll preface it by saying it's all in black and white. And all of my dreams are in color normally. Oh, interesting. It takes place in Spain. I'm either coming to Spain or I'm going or I'm leaving Spain and I'm not sure which. And I'm at a bus or a train station and there's very cobbled streets. And in the middle of the street, there's a railway track. I wouldn't say it's as large as a railway track, but maybe a trolley track. Okay. And I've got a giant suitcase. It's probably bigger than me. And I'm trying to pull it over the cobbled streets. I think I might have low high heels on. And in the middle of the tracks, my suitcase bursts open and clothes go flying everywhere. And it's like a clown car where there's too much. There's too many clothes and they're all very colorful clothes. Wow. So in the dream, the color does show up. In the clothing. In the clothing, and that's it. I am so distraught, and nobody's helping me, and everybody's just kind of looking at me. <laughs> like, that poor lady's going to have a big mess to clean up there. <laughs> and it just kind of ends. I think one of the things is the colors are so vibrant. I, it's almost like I haven't seen those colors before. Wow. And I'm just distraught over it. And what's funny to me is in my real life, I'm pretty much a minimalist. My closet is so small and the more clothes, the more headache for me. (laughs) Okay. I've never been to Spain. I am 
apparently 10% Spanish Portuguese. And I only found that out by my DNA test. So when you talk about that, did, did this recurring dream happen before you found out your heritage? Yes. Okay. It did. The first things that come up that I really want to point out are the, the associations that you've already made for this dream. And I want to name the elephant in the room, which is the the wondering, the mystical side of this, which is, is this past life stuff? Is this part of my hair? Is this my ancestors who are, you know, I've got this luggage and I'm carrying their clothing or their persona or their style? Like I've I've inherited some of that with me. There's the mystical side that's already making a suggestion of itself. <laughs> in- right. And the more I know, I'm a genetic genealogist, so the more I know about ancestry and all of that, the more I can add to that dream that we carry 13 generations with us. Wow. So maybe that is 13 generations. So the way that this works is I, you know, brainstorm is if this were my dream, these would be the things that I would wonder about. These would feel like the really important parts, whatever. So your job as the dreamer is to see what resonates for you. And if I suggest something and it just feels really dull, then you let that one go and you kind of feel for your own inner aha. Uh-huh, it mm-hmm. sounds like you've already got a little bit of. A little bit. Yep. <laughs> okay. All right. So then what I want to do is I want to take that as the key or the cue, and I want to unpack the rest of this dream from that lens of toting around maybe 13 generations of ancestry or toting around the 10% Spain Portuguese heritage. Okay. Mm -hmm. What feels important in the rest of the dream is there's a couple of places where this is about transition. For example, I don't know if I'm coming or I'm going, but I'm either coming or leaving and I'm toting the suitcase across the way. Like I'm in transition with the suitcase and it's midway across the tracks when it bursts open. Yeah. All of those suggest I'm in a, what's the word? It's not transition. What's the word? (laughs) What's the doorway called? What's the middle of the doorway? Precipice. That's yes. (laughs) I feel like I'm like now playing like, um, (laughs) can't even think of the word for the game. (laughs) (laughs) My brain is like flickering off like a light bulb right now. (laughs) All right. So I want to say portal, but that's not the word I'm trying to think of anyway. So, so there's three or four different ways that that is symbolized in the dream. I'm either coming or I'm leaving. The point that the suitcase burst open is mid-track. Okay. So the next thing that I want to go to is the emotions in the dream. Dreams contextualize our emotions. Yeah. So looking at this as potentially part of the heritage that's, that's I'm lugging around or I'm carrying because we think of baggage as emotional baggage or um, inherited baggage. The emotion that you feel is distraught. And the reason that you feel distraught, it sounds like to me is twofold. And you tell me if this is correct. It sounds like I'm distraught because 
these clothes are not necessarily, it's going to take a whole lot to get these clothes back into the suitcase where I can continue to carry them. And I'm distraught because nobody around seems to be helping me. Yes. Okay. How many people would you say are around? Quite a lot. I would say 200 people. Okay. Oh, Oh, I love that number. Okay. So in dream interpretation, (laughs) when you're working with dreams like this and you don't necessarily have a hard number, but you have a suggested amount, then we take that suggested amount as if it is the the number that we're going to interpret. Okay. Same goes for any other clarification questions. If you're like, I don't know, but it felt like this. Well, then we use that as part of the interpretation because your unconscious mind is a continuation of your conscious waking mind. And so they're talking to each other. The symbols that your unconscious mind chose right now and the waking mind idea of 200 people is really synced up. So I think about 13 generations. I think about ancestry and I think about 200 years ago. Mm. All of that feels like that lays in quite nicely. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it does. 13 generations. I'm still on that, but... This conversation continues. However, it's too long for one episode. So out of respect for your time, we're going to cut it off here. SweetGeorgiaPam.com is the website where you can set up a session with Pam if you want her to interpret your dream, or you can get that guide to Six Nights to Better Dream Recall uh, free just by going to SweetGeorgiaPam. You can also DM her on social media at SweetGeorgiaPam. Like I said, we'll continue this conversation next time. Thanks for listening. The content in this podcast is for entertainment and educational purposes only. Pam Muller is not a licensed mental health professional. If you or someone you know suffers from severe, persistent nightmares, please seek medical help.